0: Episode 181, a lot of Sabres talk today as they lost their eighth straight the other day. And um, sorry to get right through it. Yeah, we had a snowstorm, lots of snow where I am, uh, if you've been watching the news. So there's their update uh, soon to be cleared out here. Uh, they're doing a great job. Everyone's doing a great job. Uh, thanks for the concern. Uh, my bigger concern is when I look at the Buffalo Sabres and I keep hearing Don Granado saying the same things over and over and over again in post-game press conferences and you know what that is craig we have to keep learning we have to just play through it uh you know tough times it's little habits little details we're going to be fine it's all the same stuff on a nightly basis now, and it's getting to be, they're getting outworked. They're getting outcoached. They're getting outplayed in every area of the ice. And they have players, in my opinion, that it seems like just don't seem
1: to give a shit. There's your introduction. Good morning. Great morning, eh? I was once a player, once upon a time. I know exactly what every single guy in that room is is feeling like. Because I've felt it before, many times. Sabres think that they're the only team that's ever gone through something like this. Then they need to give their head a shake. And here's the thing. No one's here. No one in this league is uh, looking to help out. They're not looking to help out. Okay. It's what's in the dressing room is what's going to count. It's the mindset of these young players. Keep hearing that. Keep hearing young, young, young. Development, development, development. Well, I've heard that for 10 goddamn years now. Um, At some point, you know, there just needs to be someone needs to pull up their big boy pants and play some big boy hockey. And that's part of the reason. Like, you're going to lose a lot of games in the NHL. You're going to lose games. It's a really, really tough league to play in. But at some point in time, you need to play some big boy hockey. And there is far too many players on this roster. That Kevin Adams and his crew watch every single night. And they're still in it. They're still in that lineup. Still getting big minutes. Even though they these players choose not to go to areas to score goals. The tough areas. They choose not to go into the corners to engage. To win battles. I mean there's so much wrong with the team and I keep thinking to myself, I feel, I feel bad for the players that are actually playing the right way that are actually giving how many everything. are there?
0: How many players are there? Listen, I think actually the players are trying. I think the players are trying. I don't sit here. There are, there are a few players that I sit and I think um happier with the check than they are in the game, but that's fine. That's their prerogative. But I actually think the players are trying. I don't think this is for lack of effort. I think this is for lack of makeup of the team. We've gone over this a million times. Say that again. Lack of makeup
1: of lack of makeup on the team. The way well, it, 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 as soon as I hear you say that, it sounds like I'm 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 watching my wife put her makeup on. Can you say it a different way? Uh the wrong personnel. There you uh, go. Top to bottom, and the there ladder. you go. You have some uh, good. You totally some good...
0: understand that saying. Okay, the, the the makeup of the team is what I was saying. The way the the team is put together, and and you know it's funny. Like Don Granado said something the other night, and I I just I caught this, and I'm thinking I don't know if I agree with this at all. He said, and, and I'm paraphrasing here because I, I watched it and I, I I didn't write the quote down, but I knew I wouldn't forget it. Um, he said something like, if this were a, a veteran group, I'd be concerned. He said, "But it's a young group, so you know we'll we'll figure out a way to get how out." How does of that it. even mean? What the fuck does that even mean, Don? If this were a veteran group, I would have more confidence in getting a, a confidence in them getting out of it because they've probably been through this before. You know, like like he said, you play six, seven, eight, nine, ten years in this league, and you've seen a lot of things. Yeah, if you play six, seven, eight, nine, ten years in this league, you have been through these situations. Therefore, you have learned and have the experience of how to come out of it. But if you have a bunch of guys that have only ever been through this in the, in this league with a few guys sprinkled in that might've had some success, like then how are you going to figure it? it comes down to you, Don? It comes down to the coach and the, and the coaching staff to figure out how to get out of this. So how does Don Granado know how to get out of this? All his years of coaching experience, some things you, you just say less. Just say less. I don't want to hear. We have to keep learning, and we'll work through this. The team's going backwards, Don. The team's going backwards. We need a little bit more. Why honesty. is that though?
1: Why is know? that?
0: I don't know. I I don't did, know.
1: Did, did did you know? Listen, I mean, there's going to be extremely tough games. Whose idea was it to put Lucan in the net the other night? Didn't have a problem with it at all. Okay, at all. You got to see what you have because right now. Apparently, with what I'm watching, is that the management wants to sit on their hands and they want to watch and they want these young players to learn. They want them to learn. Well, the problem is with doing that, this team has so many young players. Like, are we supposed to be relying on Peyton Krebs, who's 21, or Dylan Cousins, Are we supposed to be relying on Dylan cousins to get us out of an eight game losing streak or, or maybe just look down the, you know, down at uh, JJ Paterka that's scared shitless right now. That's sitting there going, I haven't I haven't lost eight games in a row in my life. And I'm looking at Jack Quinn looking down there going, I don't know what to do. I've never been in this situation before. So who do you, who do you, who are you supposed to go to? You have your captain out of the lineup. Okay. He's out of the lineup. Who are you supposed to go to? Supposed to go to Jeff Skinner? You supposed to go to Jeff Skinner? Jeff Skinner is part of the problem. He is part of the problem. A smiley little face every time he's on the ice. And and then when he, you know, he chirps a little bit on the ice. Listen, I mean... This team has not been built properly. It's not been built properly. There's nothing wrong with bringing in star studded young talents that have shredded the minors. But if you're not putting these guys in a position to succeed, then you're in big trouble and no offense, big trouble has happened. There's nobody in in the lineup, but Alex Tuck, Alex, Alex Tuck came from Vegas. Vegas was only ever good when he was there. Yep. And Alex Tuck played on a third line in Vegas. Now he was a power play guy in the first power play, right? But he was a third line right winger that never had the feeling of having to put a team on his back. He was an awesome piece to the puzzle. Now Alex Tuck has not played bad hockey. Okay, he's not played bad hockey, but he hasn't played good hockey because I, I as a former player, watch him and understand what he has to give in a game each and every night. And he's not giving it each and every night. There is pressure on these guys. There is pressure on a young Alex Tuck. Yes, he is young. He's what, 25? I consider Anybody under 25 in this league, I consider them very young. We, you know, that's just, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. But I thought this was the same, same team that down the stretch, we were all so excited about when the games didn't matter. And I do remember someone saying, you know, it's be very hard, very, uh, interesting to see what they do in the first 20 games of the season next year, when all the games matter and you and I both know because of our experiences playing the league that anybody, Anybody in the first 10 games of the season can literally beat anybody. The shittiest team from last year that maybe gets worse on paper can still beat your Toronto Maple Leafs, your Tampa Bay Lightning, your Colorado Avalanches in the first 10 games of the season because guys are still trying to iron their shit out. Yeah. Every single year. Why is it that the Sabres who finish at the bottom of the standings always start with an explosion out of the gate and they play really well, whether it's five and five, seven and three fucking eight and two, like whatever they've been over the year, seven and three, I think a few years ago. And then they fall off. You know why you want to know why you want to know why? Cause it's the same team every single year. Maybe you have different players, but you have the same team every
1: single year. I've got to wake up and I I've, I've got to sit down with you and talk about the sabers well we don't have to and i will literally go back six seven years ago now i know they haven't made the playoffs for 11 years but i'm just going back six seven years ago we talked about this team needs different style of players they have the same type of soft players like and you know we were talking about Casey Middlestat, and, and this was, this was a great conversation. This is what we were having before the show. When we started to argue about a few things, then we agree about a whole bunch of things. And we were talking about Casey Middlestat, and we we're talking about players that we just feel might, might need a different, um, a different place, a different place to play a, a, a new beginning. Okay. And you had brought up a uh, Casey Middlestat. And I had said, you know, you were like, I think Casey Middlestat should have, you know, he should be moved, this and that. And I was like, no, I don't think Casey, my personal opinion is Casey Middlestat should not be moved. Kevin Adams needs to get him the proper players to play with. That's where I would start. We haven't seen what Casey Middlestat can do. Casey Middlestat's playing with two other players. That are soft. than Let's he give is. him another year. I know last year he was no, hurt. No, no. But let I'm let not give giving him another year. It's not about year. giving him another year. It's about putting proper players that that will that will make Casey Middlestad okay. a better. Well, player. then 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 I guess you're going to have to part ways with one of the other skilled guys that
0: don't play any with any kind of jam. Like it's great they work hard. I I think I think Casey Middlestad is very inconsistent. That's my that's my issue with Casey Middlestad, if you want to call it an issue, and, and the fact that. None of these guys finish any body checks. Now that that's a problem to me. So if you're not if you're going to keep Casey, who I think is very replaceable, okay. Ah, yeah. uh, if you're going to keep Casey, then which other player? I mean, Victor Olafson's an obvious one, but I don't think
1: you're going to be able to move him. Victor uh, Olafson would be the number one player on this team well, I that know, I would be the, moving. I have said Robert this two hundred thousand times. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to know it because I have to say this every single time I say this because we of the get haters. shot on the power play. Listen, no, listen to me. He, Victor Olsen is a very good hockey player. He's very skilled. He's got great hands. He's got an unbelievable shot. Um, he skates well. But, and on another team, on another team, hold on. Hold Doesn't. on. Well, wow, it's Why like fuck. I don't think need, need the
0: whole. I don't need the whole. Everything he does. Well, don't build him up and then knock him down. Just go for the fucking point, would you?
1: I don't want to make the fucking point anymore. Make your point about Olsson. No, oh, I tried to. I tried to. Let's move on to the next one. Who else do you want to get rid of? There are there are a few. Riley Sheehan. How's he in this lineup? You think he's making you better? They picked up Tyson Jost. Look forward to seeing what
0: he can do. You know, five eleven, one eighty five. We, I feel like when I saw that, I'm like, we have Tyson Jones. We have four of them. I've seen Tyson Jones play. I, we know what he is. I know exactly what he is.
1: He plays what he. He's very similar to a Krebs. He's very similar to a Middlestad. He's very similar to a Quinn. He's very similar to a Paterka. He's very similar to a henestroza He's very similar to an Asplin. He, I mean, he's he's similar to uh, Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, just leave Jeff Skinner right alone. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't have Jeff Skinner in my lineup. Thank I don't you. care if I had to pay him nine you. million dollars; I wouldn't have him in my lineup. Like I would pay him to not be in my lineup. This has been my biggest problem
0: with with the team is none of them get sat. None of them have to have any uh, any fire lit under their ass. I mean, I know it's the NHL, and I know everyone's getting paid to play a lot of money. But the fact of the matter is, sometimes athletes need to have a fire lit under their ass there's nothing wrong with that but you have to have the balls to do it as a coach you have to be willing to do it you have to be willing to answer the questions about why jeff skinner's sitting in the stands you have to be willing to answer the questions about why one of your young players who's your hopeful i mean it's fine to sit jack quinn will sit jack quinn let's sit jack quinn there's the problem every night let's sit jack quinn because that's great for his development that's where my problem lies nobody, nobody gets treated like they should. Everyone saw it's let's be nice. Let's be nice. You said it the other day. We don't want to hurt feelings. We don't want to embarrass anybody. I don't know what the hell they're going to do and where they're going to go to
1: change this. You're spinning your tires is what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You're in the wintertime. You have rear wheel drive. You're pressing the gas pedal and you're spinning your tires and the car's not going anywhere, even though you're revving the engine to right now until you, and, and listen, I mean, I know what they were thinking. I would have, I would have thought somewhat the same thing as what the, the management is looking at and what, what uh, Don Granado has received. He's, he's received, you know, younger players. Let's bring in, like, you already have a Peyton Krebs who's 21 and you have Dylan Cousins who's 21. And you have, now you're going to bring in a JJ Paterka who's 20 and a Jack Quinn who's 20, 21, who's never played in the league. And we're supposed to be relying on these guys. Like we're supposed to be relying on Dylan cousins. Like we need him. He's a kid. Why wasn't this lineup built on the higher end? You need veteran players that know what the hell they're doing. And that, that are going to play a certain style to help get this team out of the gutter. Is Vinny Henestrosa that guy? I know he's a great guy in the dressing room. I know Kevin Adams loves him in the dressing room, but you don't fucking win games in the dressing room. You know, these guys all get along. They all love each other. They all built a great environment. Well, you know what? A losing environment is not a good environment. Right now, who who are you supposed to rely on to get yourself out of this? Is it going to be Jeff Skinner? I have no, I have have no. Can't move him. I'm going to watch that guy for the next five years. Can't move him. Victor Olofsson, how he is playing. Right Would now you pay him $6 million? Would
0: you buy out Jeff Skinner? 100%. You'd buy him out? 100%. You'd have to pay him $6 million a year. for. The Why main- we're playing
1: Jeff Skinner right now with his track record and how he plays the game on a nightly basis, I'd rather have Peyton Krebs up there. I'd rather be giving Peyton Krebs an opportunity to get better because he's 21 years old and he's got an upside and he's still understanding how to play, and how to play his style. Jeff Skinner, we already know what we're getting, and it's a guy that doesn't play the game the right way to be able to win hockey games on a nightly basis. Is he going to score goals? Yes, he is. Is he going to get assists? Yep, but he ain't going to help you win games. Victor um, Olofsson, I'm going to say this again. I watch this guy more than any player on this team. And and for me being a former player okay, that has played 16 years in the league, who's played multiple games. What is is Kevin Adams looking at? What is Don Granato? How is this kid not sat? He's been on every single power play, every single one. Five on five. He refuses to win a battle. Like, here's the thing break it down even more. If he even goes into the corner, There is a 99.9% chance of him not winning the battle. He is so soft. It is unbelievable. He's soft everywhere on the ice. I don't care on another team with, with different styles of players. He might be an absolute rock star, but on this team here, he struggles himself because he's playing with two other guys that are just like him. This team is literally
0: wasting $13.75 million in cap space on two players that you could replace with and get the, get the same, same, forget about the points and the goals on the power play and all that shit. You get, you get a better effort out of two guys making a million bucks. It's insane to me.
1: Uh, Have you watched Vegas this year? Just, just hear me out. Have you watched Vegas? We just watched them the other
0: night with how many times you
1: watch Vegas play? Three or four, I'd say. How many times you watch Vegas play in the last number of years? Um uh, well, a bunch. I mean, they were in the playoffs. I mean, a bunch enough. So let me ask you this. Do you think right now that the Vegas Golden Knights would trade Victor Olsson, who's a goal scorer, point producer? He's for William Carrier, their fourth line left winger. Do you think they'd make that trade?
0: And if the Sabres picked up all this half his
1: salary? Yes. No. Exactly. No, they wouldn't. Because Vegas has their elite top end guys and they have their other guys that play very important roles, but their roles on a
0: team. Last night, the uh, Blue Jackets beat the Panthers, which means now the Sabres are second last in the division. And Ottawa plays tonight uh, in San Jose, I believe they're in San Jose. They are in San Jose. And after tonight, the Sabres could be in dead last conference. What about the, what about the entire league? They're in they're fourth last. So, if Ottawa But they've wins, played more games. Than Arizona. And played one more game than Ottawa.
1: So, so if Ottawa wins and Arizona wins one of their next two games, the Sabres will be in second last place in the league. Let me ask you something. And Who's not to far blame behind these? Anaheim. Who's to blame for this? Is this okay here?
0: I don't even want to hear people say Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. This is not supposed to be that year. This was supposed to be a year where you look at this team and they should be vying, not maybe, not maybe, getting a, set, a wild card number two spot, but being one of those teams late in the season that are four or five points out with five games to go and they're battling for that spot. That's where I thought maybe this team could go this year. Not, not in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes.
1: Yeah, I'll say this. So it's not okay. So, so you asked, is it okay? It's not okay. I'll, I'll say this. Like you know, li- listen. I've, I've been throwing venom out here. Super angry. Like, listen. I watch a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. I watch Sabres games and who they play against. I watch every single one. I watch almost. I'd say seventy at least minimum 70 games that they play a year out of 82. So I have an extremely good idea of these players that have been here for years and players that are coming in and, and, and continuing to develop younger players, middle-aged players, older players. I feel that I have a very good idea of what we have on this team. I'll tell you this. I love Sabres, I love what they have and the pieces that are in this lineup, but not all of them. And the ones that I don't love are are hurting a line in a big way. Like Casey Middlestat, you you were talking before the show about Casey Middlestat talking about you know I think he he might need a a new change. This no, he doesn't need a new change. What he needs is not to play with Victor Olsen who fucking refuses to do anything on the ice five on five. Okay, he is literally the softest player in the NHL. He just got his second assist in 18 games, second assist on the power play, and it was a second assist. So he's had what? two assists in 18 games you want to know why you have two assists in 18 games because you're never on the four check. you're never putting pressure you sit in the high slot you just want someone to do all the work and get you the puck. Casey Middlestadt's working his absolute bag off in the corners trying to get the puck out with another you know player like Peyton Krebs and Victor Olsson's just cruising in the high slot just you guys do the work I'll just sit here and hopefully you guys can get me the puck Well that doesn't work. There's no four check. There's nothing. When's the last time you seen Victor Olofsson near the front of the net? 10, 5 feet. When, when is the last time? Show me in the games. Where do you think all the goals are scored in the NHL? All the goals are scored from in front of the net. Talk about Casey Middlestad. Casey Middlestad's sitting there racking his brain going, I'm 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 working. I'm doing all these things. But I don't know where my line mates are. They're, they
0: don't have anything. They don't have anything they can do. There's no one they can put in the lineup. Zemgus is out.
1: Tyson Joest will probably listen because play they made Kevin made his decision when he went and signed Vinny Henestroza Okay, a great locker room guy, a guy who whips around the ice in practice, who works his works his bag off. Okay. That's, 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 that's on Kevin. That's for him. He wants a happy environment in the locker room. That's, that's your guy. Pretty sure. I'm sure it's not very happy. What about Riley Sheehan?
0: How happy you think it is right now? Better not be happy.
1: Well, Riley Sheehan. Did we not watch what Riley Sheehan did in the last years before, before he got signed again? like mind boggling
0: yeah yeah well there are a few there are at least a few good notes there are a few good notes you know Don Granado did make point of centering out three players uh on the team that he thought were pretty good, um cousins Darlene, and um uh, uh who was the other one that he mentioned Thompson, uh, as obvious. Yeah, Thompson, yeah.
1: I would throw Owen Power in there. Okay. I'll tell you right now, the kid's 20 years old. He's playing 21, 23, 24, 26 minutes a game. He's a 20-year-old kid playing on a team that is struggling immensely because they don't have their identity. I think the kid has played very well. Is he making mistakes? Yes, but oh my Lord, he's 20 years old, 20. I think he's been really, really good. And he, where that kid is going to be in a couple years from now, I mean, the ceiling is, is just insanely high for that kid. What he's doing right now is a 20-year-old. The way Rasmus Dahlin is playing each and every night, and I listened to his comments after the game in Toronto, and I feel for these guys, you know, because there's a lot of guys that care. Every every one of these guys care. Every single one, they all care. They all don't want to be in this situation, but right now, their style of play. Is going to be tough to win games on a regular basis because some nights, the top end guys, the top end, the top end players are going to get shut down. And then after that, what, what is after your top player, your top line? And right now they're not getting the secondary scoring. They're not getting the energy. They're not getting any physicality from their, their, their third and fourth lines, like they're getting out hit every single game. And I'm not talking about like when people listen to this and say, well, it's not about just about hitting. I understand that hitting is a small piece to the puzzle in order to have success. they one, it's one thing, just like power play is one thing, how your penalty kill. But if you're performs, losing, if you're
0: losing games and you don't have the puck, you shouldn't be single digit in the hit column now they they ramped it up against toronto but who knows what if if that's even accurate or not but i don't want to take it away from them they still got out hit it was like 34 28 or something but at least at least they, their numbers were up but all i'm saying is you have games where they're at 10 and they lose they have five it's like what are you controlling the puck all game and you're just getting bad bounces i don't understand stats don't lie sometimes they just don't lie. You can look at it. I could, I looked at another game one night and I saw the, the numbers. And I'm like, well, clearly, um, Montreal or, or whoever it was. I can't remember the t- New Jersey controlled the game against, the, uh, Montreal that night. Like it was five to one. They're like, wow, well, Montreal out, out hit New Jersey. And I'm thinking, yeah, cause they had the puck all game. What yeah. do you expect? Like the, you can look at stat sheets and be like, ah, oh, you can tell how the game goes. So
1: yeah, they should be hitting more. Yeah. Listen, I mean, uh, Buffalo right now to me is under underperforming a little bit. Like, I don't think when I look at them, like, and if you were to reverse three of these wins, okay, I know they're on an eight game losing streak, but this isn't a team that's set up for success. This is a team that is still trying to mature to get to their destination of being a very highly competitive team for playoffs and Stanley cups. Okay. They're not anywhere near that yet, but do I think that they are a seven and 11 team? I would think, no, I would think they're more, more closer, you know, to, to, a, to a 500 team. and, I think they're underachieving. I think right now they're, they're so young, like they're so young that there's no one to look at in the dressing room because you're looking at Tage Thompson is Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson's doing everything that he can do. He's playing exceptionally well each and every night. Okay. He's, he's, he's doing his job. but after like you go through the lineup the lineup is so young that this is where the breakdown has happened i mean there's just not enough in the room to galvanize solidify the right things i know don granado is is trying to allow these guys to play through their heartaches but at the same time, some of these guys should be sat on the bench with the way that they're playing because it's not about allowing them to make mistakes because hockey is a game of mistakes. But when you see trends, not only for you know three, five, eight games, when you see trends in a player, I
0: just don't think they want negative attention in that regard. To be honest with you, I don't. I, I just don't. They have no one to bring up from the minors. Their entire minor league roster that they should be calling up like they would if they, if they are, they're already fucking here. Like, but yeah. should be a first time. Re, first recall. Quinn should be a first recall. Krebs should still be a first recall. Let's, you know, we got to get Krebs in the lineup. You know why? Cause we traded a fucking franchise superstar. Who's now leading Vegas all over the map. So we got to have Krebs in the lineup. Got to have Krebs. in. you know why? Cause it makes, it makes the trade look better that now we have already two players in the lineup. I disagree with that completely. It's like their three, their three main call-ups should be down, down in the, almost at downstairs down in the minors
1: shredding it. That's what should be happening. So who's their first call-up from, from Rochester. I would like to see Peyton Krebs play on a line with, uh, you know, just give this kid an opportunity to play. Cause he's, he, he's a skilled hockey player. He works hard. He's not overly physical, but that's that's not his game. It's not his game to get overly physical, but he is a he's a really smart hockey player that can make plays. Give him an opportunity with uh, Thompson and, and and Tuck. Give him an opportunity to play with top end players to see how he can can handle that opportunity. Here, let me throw
0: some names at you to call up from Rochester ready uh, Brandon Byro. want to bring up Brandon Byro? No offense 511 170. Uh, you want to bring up Linus Weisbach? Let's go get Weisback. Everyone loves him. Let's go get him. 5'9, 177. Okay. What about Lu- Lucas Rusek? They're uh 6 rounder, 5'11, 171. Whoa, Isaac Rosen, 5'11, 156. He's not quite ready. Uh, Mark Mason Jobs, uh 5'8, 185. These are the top guys. Oh, no, no, no. Yuri Kulich, 5'11, 172. Oh, Brett Murray. No, let's pass over him. He's too big. Uh Ethan Prow is on defense. Uh, Sean Malone. uh, You know, I consider giving Sean Malone a shot. I don't even know if he's on an NHL deal, but he's six feet, 197. It's your minors. You know where the team is is in trouble here with the problems? It's depth. It's depth. We can sit here and praise all these young players that we have and all the young talent, but guess what? We've got nothing in the minors. Nothing. You know why we have nothing in the minors? Because they're all here. You know, we have a second rounder from last year in JJ Paterka already in the lineup.
1: What are we so doing? The, what, so what do they do? I just think if the, they had older players to take all this pressure on, they had older players that just filled it with league minimum guys in the bottom
0: six. You could have five guys in the minors that could be playing well down there that you could have options
1: yeah. to call up. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So usually after after uh the, the sabres play you go and you listen to don granado speak okay and you also go and listen to to basically other players correct yep okay so who are the th- do, you, do you know who the three players are that spoke after the game? No. You had Uka <laughs> Pekalukanen not a surprise right now, this is after eight games. It's after an eight game losing streak. Uka who's out there every single night? Rasmus Dalene, every single night. You have Alex Tuck, okay, sitting in front of the fire. Who are we missing? Who should be out there every single day? Every single day. Jeff Skinner? Jeff Skinner. Earn your nine million. You are the leader, or supposed to be one of the leaders on this team. You're supposed to be a guy that when things here's the best part about this. You can put A's and and C's on jerseys. You can talk about, you know, um leadership committees, you know, all of this. Leaders show up when things are tough, when things aren't going well. That's when they show up. I sit here and I flip back through these players' interviews, okay? Starting on the 19th, 19th in November, and I go through all of the interviews where guys are in that locker room speaking. One's a constant, Rasmus Dahlin. He's there all the time. Cage Thompson, Alex Tuck. Your leaders will show up when things are tough, not when things are going well. Should the GM speak? Like does Kevin Adams have to address anything? I don't. I, I- absolutely, hundred percent. To me, at this point, I'm surprised that he has not tried to take a little arrow to the balloon right now. That's ready to burst. The fan base is so restless. It they're so fed up. They're watching the same thing, and it goes all the way back past Rasmus Ristolainen.
0: it's interesting what you're saying. I just want to hang on to something that you're saying there. I don't know that the fan base is restless. I I think they've tuned them out again already. Uh, I don't think so. I I think there are. I've talked to an insane
1: amount of people.
0: Yeah. Okay. But you're in a hockey circle. You're in a hockey circle. I'm talking about the people that, that tune into the Sabres to watch hockey that
1: don't necessarily. The hockey circle that I'm in and around Buffalo are the ones that are buying the tickets.
0: Well, the people that buy hockey tickets don't go either. What are you talking about? So yeah, they do. Oh no, uh really? Go look at go look at the rink on a nightly basis, okay? It's bare. It's bare again. Yeah. So yeah, the fans well, you know, the people here's the that thing. buy the tickets have tuned these who tune this team out. Uh the real hockey fans.
1: And the other kicker to it is and the Bills are doing well. Why do, have why do uh, people go to watch the Sabres ultimately? What it's one word. Entertainment. Entertainment. You're going to go there, and you're going to it, it, it. You're going there for an experience. Okay, you're spending a lot of money. Okay, to bring um, maybe clients or family members. Maybe your young kids who love hockey that are playing hockey who play here in Buffalo and all the different organizations. Um, you go there for the experience of sitting in the stands, being in an environment. Um, you, you go there to, you know, maybe buy a, a, a beer or a pop, maybe some popcorn. And, yeah. And you don't go there because you don't want
0: to waste your time. Well, so if you're saying like going, if it's entertainment, then the Sabres right now are Medellin. If you get my, if you get my entourage reference, because there was a lot of hype and there's nothing going on there. Great start to the season. Yet again, we can say that they had a great why start. Are Let's people not fucking coming. hat on that
1: again. Why are people not coming? Because they're losing Mm. and they're not fun to watch. There you go. There you go. This has nothing to do with losing because this fan base here in Buffalo in particular, something that I have come to understand in the last 15 years, okay, is that it's an insanely passionate fan base for sports. And they will walk to the end of the earth with you. Okay. But when you're pretending the product on the ice, when you see certain players that are absolutely just like, wow, I can tell because I'm a hockey person or a fan person. I can tell when someone's giving me the effort. If you lose at the end of the day, the fans walk out of there going, Hey, They gave the effort. They just came up short this one. If they continue to do that, though, we're going to win some games. Well, right now, this fan base is not stupid. They watch so many players pretend through games. And you sit there and we ask why we're always in this situation. The last number of years, there's one constant that just continues to follow up. And There's one is, thing. There's only one thing over all of the years. Is it the goaltending? Is it the defense core? Is it the offense? No. Is it the, is it the GM? Okay, because they flipped those back and forth in the last number of years. What about the what about the the coaching staff? Well, it's got to be the coach. It's got to be the coach. There's a lot of talent in this lineup. What's the one constant that we have not had? In a decade. Yeah, I know. I know. I get it's called it. Sandpaper. It's called guys that will play a different style on a wing or a center position and make the players that he plays with better players because of his style and how he plays. You can't put three super ultimate skilled players together, and I'm going to take this back because watch this one, right? Well, you know, you got uh, Stamkos and Point and uh, uh, Kucherov playing on the same line, and they're all skilled. Have you ever watched Braden Point play? Have you ever watched them play? Not a big guy. Guy hits everything in sight. He's tenacious on the puck. He's got some nasty qualities. You look at... Uh, Kucherov's the same thing, super insanely off the chart, skilled player plays the game the right way. Okay. I mean, you can just go through, through their lineup and how they play the game. All their players are very skilled, but they play a brand of hockey that is tough to play against when you have a whole bunch of them because they're skilled. But they're hard on pucks. They go to the right areas to score goals. They're battle tested uh, players in the corners. So,
0: what do you think if Kevin Adams got up in front and asked questions? That's what he's going to say: is that yeah, I haven't done a good job putting this roster together.
1: No, I think he's going to stand up there and say, "Oh, the the team's super young. We're still uh, developing." But he hasn't addressed this at all. He, how
0: long has he been general manager? Two and a half years. Yep. Okay. That, he has,
1: Labushkin's one thing. That was a great pickup.
0: Labushkin yeah, was a great solid.
1: pickup. But it, it didn't help the Sabres that they lost Matias Samuelson, their best defender, okay? And they lost Yoki Haru, whether you like him or not, they lost two of their top four defenders, okay? Once you do that on this team in particular, it's extremely tough to overcome that. Their forward line, to me, is, is something completely different. We have some awesome players awesome players but we have a whole bunch of players that are exact same entire almost the entire team and you're not going to win you're not going to win like that you have to have different style i'm not saying go out and get six players that are meatballs saying energy players guys that play different styles guys that are you know first to the corners First to try and finish a check, first to go to the front of the net, make it a nightmare for defensemen in front of their own net, make chaos for the goaltender. And We've got a whole bunch of outside players. And they're easy to play against. They're super easy to play against. And here's what I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear that we're going to try and help these players and make these players understand how to play the game. Because that's a crock of shit. You either have it or you don't have it. Okay, Don't try and take a super skilled hockey player that has never gone to the front of the net or never battled in the corner or has never gotten nasty and don't ask him to change his game because he won't. Victor Olsson is a player that will not change his game. He is what it, he is what he is. And on another team, he might be an absolute stud ball. And here on Buffalo, he's he's a skilled hockey player. He's a skilled hockey player, but we need we need a different style of player. So at what point in time who are you going to who are you going to move? Are you going to move JJ Paterka or Quinn or Krebs? Or are you going to try and move maybe a different style of player that is th- or, or the same type of player that may be a little bit older that has trade value? But hey. One guy is just absolutely laughing right
0: now. Well, there's probably a couple. There's probably a few guys that are laughing right now. Though this 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 first one just popped in my head. It wasn't the first one that came to my mind, but I mean, Botrol's got to be laughing. he has got to be looking, going like, what? Okay. Let's be honest. Why him? Oh well, because he was fired, and the team has gone nowhere in a different direction. He was fired. Coach was fired. Everyone was fired. The entire organization was fired. And they're they're they after tonight they could be in dead last, or not dead last, but dead last in their conference. Second, 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 second last, last in the second league. Second last in the league tonight. If Ottawa wins and Arizona wins tonight, the Sabers will be second last in the league. You know who else? So, you know who else is probably laughing his ass off right now? Cool. If Potro was, was the first one I mentioned, but he was the second thought, who's the first one?
1: Jack. 100%. Listen, I. We need to get over, You we need, need to no. get over the Jack thing. I'm I don't over give it. A shit. I'm over it. Well, I'm, you're not because you just
0: brought it up. Oh, that's such an easy thing to say. But I, I look and I think. Well, come on. I mean, they got rid of all the problems. They've gotten rid of all the fucking problems. So the team's supposed to be better now. We got a new coach. He's all smiley. We all fucking love him. We got a new GM. The culture's great. You know, but guess what? The results are the exact same. Great start. And here we are at Thanksgiving, almost in second last in the entire NHL. Two and a half years. Two and a half years ago. So yeah, I'm over it. That's just the natural instinct in people that move on to other organizations, and all of a sudden, they're doing well. You know where Seattle is in the
1: standings? How are they doing this year? It's you what know, it's, saying. it's crazy when you, when you think of Seattle, who's eighth in the National Hockey League, eighth. Second year in the league, eighth in the league. Who's their top score? Because I have no idea. I'm just going to throw a guess out here. Is it McCann? Jared McCann. See how many goals he has. I I don't know how many goals he has. I don't know how many. Is just, he first? You, is he first? Are you throwing that out there? Like just kind I am of throwing off? him out there because I saw, I watched the game with Seattle one night, and I was I was absolutely I'm super blown away, with how they play, with how they play the game. Um, so he's leading their team he, in goals.
0: He has what about points? He has seven goals in fifteen games. He has ten points. The leader is Jordan Everly. He has 15 okay. points. So, Eberly, 15, Burekovsky 15, Jaden Schwartz 11, Matty Beniers 11, uh, Jared McCann is uh, has 10, Brandon Tanev 10, just like the pretty balanced scoring. I mean, you know, they have Daniel Sprong. He's played 11 games, but he has eight points. I mean, they, you know, I mean, they have some pretty balanced scoring. I mean, the the difference between the 12th guy in the team or 11th guy in the team and scoring. But you've seen you've seen and this the lineup. Third, right
1: is three points. What's that? You've seen the lineup. You've seen their lineup. So you have Eberle, Barakowski, Jaden Schwartz. You have Matty Beneers, who's first year in the league. He's got 11, 11 points in 18 games. You have Jared McCann. You have Tanev. You have Justin Schwartz, the the defenseman. Vince Dunn, Yanni Gord. Like when you go and look at this lineup. This lineup is not better than the Sabers. This lineup's not better than the Sabers. Well, so you not, ask it may, yourself, it might
0: not be more skilled than the Sabers, but I mean, Brandon Tanev would scare the shit out
1: of anybody on
0: on the Sabers roster.
1: Hate to admit it. Understood, but again, he he's the the piece that we're talking about. He's not a first line guy. He's not a second line guy. He's a crazy energy guy who is very good skater who hits everything in sight who goes to the front of the net, who I, I look at him and say, you know, who would I rather have? Brennan Tanev or would I rather have Victor Olsen? Oh my God. Brandon Tanev. Like Yanny Gord. Yanni Gord right Brandon now. Brandon
0: Tanev or Jeff Skinner. That's easy.
1: But they're, they're, this team, Daniel Sprong is another kid who's, who's played actually very well. 11 games, eight, um, eight points. Jamie Alexiak. Will Borgen, Carson Soucy. I mean these are three highly filled uh, um physical hockey players. Adam Larson's a real solid defender. I mean, you look at the you look at their lineup. I don't think they're su- I don't think they're more skilled than the Sabres. This is an eighth team in the NHL right now. They've played very very well. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't
0: forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at CraigRevay52, at TheInstigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.